You're listening to a podcast from Oasis Church Bath. To find out more about us, visit our website at www.oasisbath.org. Good morning, everyone. So I didn't actually say who I was earlier, did I? And some of you are quite new and would be like, okay. Just a random person giving a notice, so hi. Uh, my name's Joe. I'm the hub leader here, so that means that uh, my job is to lead the church alongside a wonderful team of people and the, the wider work of the hub, um, as well as Rob, we're sort of praying for. We, we, we've got uh, a staff team as well. Um, yeah, and lots of, like an army of volunteers. So yeah, it's my, my privilege and pleasure to lead that. And I've been uh, off sick recently, so I'm kind of on a, a phase return at the moment. So it's wonderful to be, to be back and to be with you this morning. So we're, we're starting a brand new speaking series today called What's On Your Mind? And uh, it's going to be great because we're, we're, we're sort of inviting a range of speakers actually to share on a number of different topics. And we hope that all of those will inspire, encourage and help us to grow in our faith. And actually, we were hoping that Jill Rowe from Oasis Waterloo was going to be speaking today. Um, but really sadly, Jill's sister actually passed away last week. And so obviously, she's not, she's not able to be with us. But I wanted to mention that because Jill's a really good friend uh, to lots of us. So please do just be, be mindful of her and be praying for her her and her family so that does mean that you've landed with me instead but hopefully that's a good thing <laughs> and I'm gonna add uh, I think some of my thoughts to the mini series that we did recently so we did something recently where it's kind of a mini series on recovery and uh, Jess did a brilliant couple of weeks just thinking about what that looks like from a she's a psychotherapist and so it was sort of from her perspective as that and I'd really encourage you to sort of catch up on those talks if you, if you haven't listened to them already so you can do that by listening to our podcast uh, which is available wherever you get podcasts so just search for Oasis Church Bath and there is a little link on the um, the bottom of the homepage of our website as well so uh, rather than just repeat what what Jess said I hope I'm going to sort of complement it and, and build on it and I'm going to look at a specific biblical character who I think had to massively uh, reimagine his life so we're thinking about this idea of reimagining as part of recovery and that character is Joseph Yes, of Technicolor Dreamcoat fame, which feels really appropriate after Eurovision last night. Not that I watched it or have any interest in it. Sorry, Ian. <laughs> Our assistant church leader loves Eurovision. It's one of the things that, you know, it's good that it's different about us. <laughs> okay, so to start, I think maybe let's recap on the story of Joseph, which is like a lot longer than I remembered. I was like, oh yeah, it's like a chapter in Genesis. No, it's super long, isn't it? Uh, so you can find it in uh, the book of Genesis from chapter 37 onwards. And I'm not going to include all the details as it's a really long story so it'd be a really good thing for you to sort of read it in the week for yourself and remind yourself of it um but yeah I'll I'll summarize it in my bad the translation of Joe Dolby paraphrase so Joseph was the youngest of 12 sons and their father was called Jacob and we're told that Joseph was Jacob's favorite controversial and that he loved him more than his other sons which obviously made Joseph's brothers sort of hate Joseph um so parents apparently having a favorite child is biblical after all um, anyway, uh, age 17, uh, Joseph has a dream which he tells his brother about, got to say, that may have been a mistake, um, and that one, the dream is that basically they will one day bow down to him, which doesn't exactly help the situation, and they end up hating him even more. And one day they're sort of out in the field and they see this opportunity to kill Joseph and then they decide that's a bad idea. So then they'll just like throw him in a pit instead and then they're like, maybe we shouldn't do that. So they finally land on the wonderful idea of selling him into slavery and he eventually ends up in Egypt as the property of Pharaoh's captain of the guards, a guy called Potiphar. Um, so this is a verse from Genesis 39, two to three. The Lord was with Joseph and he became a successful man. He was... 
in the house of his Egyptian master, that was Potiphar, his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord caused all that he did to prosper in his hands. So because Joseph did so well, he became an overseer of the household. And so he was in charge of everything that Potiphar had. Apparently, side note, Joseph was also super good looking. And so Potiphar's wife took a bit of a shine to him and tried to get him to sleep with her. But he kept saying no. And she wouldn't take no for an answer. And then she ended up lying to her staff and to Potiphar, saying that Joseph had tried to sleep with her. So because of that, Joseph gets thrown in jail, where again, he actually really prospers, shows his character, shows his integrity. And the chief jailer gives him responsibility for the other prisoners. And he then develops a a reputation for being able to interpret dreams because of his relationship with God. And one day, uh, the pharaoh of Egypt has a dream that nobody can interpret. And he finds out about Joseph and sends for him, who then interprets this dream correctly, which leads to Pharaoh freeing him from jail and putting him in charge of basically everything. Um, And he was 30 uh, at that point. So then there were like sort of seven years of prosperity and seven years of famine, but they already knew that was going to happen because that was one of the interpretations of Pharaoh's dream that Joseph had had interpreted. Um, So uh, because of the warning, Joseph had actually collected a huge amount of grain in the years of prosperity, which then fed everyone during the years of famine and not just people in Egypt, but people sort of all over the world. And one day in that time, Joseph's brothers show up hoping to be able to buy some of the grain for themselves and their community because they're also suffering from this famine. But they don't recognise Joseph because they've got no idea that he's even alive. But they ask for his help. And Joseph, despite all they've done to him, does help them. Although I'd say there's a few questionable decisions (laughs) and some mistakes along the way. Um, And then the story ends amazingly with the brothers and their dad as well, all being reunited and reconciled um, and kind of living in the same same place together and there's um, a verse which uh, quite a powerful verse which is one that um, yeah I've kind of come back to at at points in my life I think Um, and I think summarizes not just the whole story but actually it's there's a reason it's at the end of Genesis and you'll see commentaries that pick up on this as being a sort of summary of of almost the whole of of yeah the narrative of Genesis Um, so this is Joseph and he's at this point talking to his brothers you intended to harm me but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. So a kind of reimagining maybe there already but what I want to do this morning is maybe just pick out a few helpful things so principles for reimagining if you like from this story and uh, maybe and there's loads of other biblical characters aren't there that I think have had to sort of reimagine circumstances or situations when maybe things haven't turned out as they'd hoped so if you've got any that come to mind do chat to me afterwards I'd love to sort of hear your your thoughts on it okay so first thing um, reimagining starts with an image kind of obvious but I think important to acknowledge so it starts with a thing that we thought was going to happen doesn't it you know a, a dream a plan an expectation and for Joseph that started with this dream you know with this dream that he had from God of something that was going to happen something that he might become and something then happens to crush that dream so ruin you know ruin the plan disappoint the expectation And I think then reimagining is ultimately about being able to change that original image. So to creatively come up with a a new picture, a new thing, a new image, a kind of re-imaging, if you like. So it's a creative act. It involves creativity. 
and and for us life is full of this isn't it so in really small ways you know the weather changes and so it ruins our plans for the day and we have to change what we're going to do and in these huge life-changing ways you know where maybe our marriage doesn't last or we lose somebody that we love or we didn't get the job that we thought was ours that was in the bag you know and we suddenly have to it throws us and that original image that thing of what we thought was going to happen um, doesn't happen anymore so reimagining is part of life but I think it's it's hardwired in us to be able to do this and that's because God is the ultimate creator and we're made in his image so I think you know when we read in Genesis the first thing God does is create it's his essence isn't it it's who he is and we're made in that image so I think that we have within us this same amazing creative ability to reimagine things when they don't go to plan and that when, when we do that in partnership with God things get really exciting and I think it's really important so that doesn't mean that we don't get to grieve what we've lost that we don't get to be angry and sad and full of really difficult emotion about that original image that now isn't going to happen but I think what it does mean is that that grief and loss and that pain is never the end of the story or at least with God I don't think it has to be and it's been picked up on a couple of times in recent weeks about this idea of, of God being the God who wastes nothing, you know, that everything can be remade, reimagined, restored, renewed, redeemed, whatever re-word you want to put on it, um, yeah, which I think is one of my favourite things about, about faith and about yeah, that journey with God and what, what things can look like. So yeah, reimagining starts with an image and I guess acknowledging maybe that image is no more and that we need a new image. Secondly, I think reimagining is about accepting and making the best of where we are, which is really hard. <laughs> so one of the things that inspires me, I think, the most about Joseph is that he just, he's one of those, you know, like these really irritating people that are just really good at everything, you know, like whatever they do, it just seems to go really well. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, just people that are like annoyingly talented and they're really nice all the time and you just think, how do you do that? I think Joseph, I think Joseph would have been one of those guys, you know, he just seems to make the best of everything where he is, you know, he gets sold into slavery, but even there he works hard, does well, prospers, finds favour with everyone around him. And, you know, we read that God is with him and that, and that he reimagines, I think, making the best of where he is and where he finds himself in that moment, even if it definitely wasn't where he would ever choose to end up. And that happens again, you know, when everything goes wrong again um, and he ends up in jail, he still manages to kind of make the best of where of where he is. And that um, that is such a challenge to me because when I'm somewhere I don't want to be <laughs> doing something I don't want to be doing, which is the opposite of what I've planned as a type one. For those that do the Enneagram, I'm a planner. And if, if something goes wrong with the plan, it's it's distressing to me. Um, yeah, so all of those things happen. My attitude often isn't isn't that great. Um, so I think there's a challenge to me and, and to all of us maybe that, you know, even if things aren't as we'd, we dreamed and hoped and planned, you know, can we still make the best of where we are? Can we accept where we are? Can we still make good choices? Can we still love others? Can we still trust God and believe that he's going to turn things around and lead us to where we need to be? Can we trust that God is shaping us, forming us, teaching us things in this place while this process of remaking and reimagining is happening? Because sometimes that takes flipping ages, doesn't it? You know, it doesn't just happen like that. I don't know if, you, if you've experienced things in your life, you've had to rethink and reimagine. So actually Joseph, you know, he was 17 when he had that dream. And then we know that he was 30 by the time that he ended up working for Pharaoh. So that's 13 years of having to hold on to the loss of this thing, you know, not happening or having to be reimagined. So sometimes it can take a really long time. And, you know, maybe that's, maybe that's your story. Maybe there's something that you've been trying to reimagine and it's just, ugh, it's taken ages. And I think that's, that's sometimes part of the story. 
I am also a little bit encouraged that Joseph was far from perfect in this story. So this is where I feel slightly reassured. So I, I just didn't remember this when I went back and read it. It's like, oh, he then, oh, he did that, okay. Um, so yeah, at one point he like sends them back and then he like puts money in their bags and he, he, he definitely messes it up at various points. And he does, I think, let his hurt get the better of him. And uh, yeah, like I said, read it for yourself. But I think that reassures me that it's okay to mess it up. It's okay to get it wrong because actually it's hard when you're in that moment and you'll, you know, you're kind of bit trial and error. You'll learn what works, what doesn't work. You'll make some mistakes. And I think it's really important to say that's okay. There's also something very cool in this story about what I call the full circle of God. Um, and I often find that in this reimagining process, God can sometimes end up bringing us back maybe to a, a familiar place, you know, something maybe of that original image we had, but it looks totally different. You know, we're totally different. Um, our circumstances have changed, our perspective is different. And sometimes, weirdly, that kind of paradoxically ends up being a bit better than what we, we dreamed of in the first place, even if we're still kind of stuck with that original grief and loss of what we lost. So Joseph's dream kind of does come true, but in the end, he's reconciled with his family when as a child, his brothers hated him and he brings them into this land of prosperity where they'll be taken care of forever. And actually that has an impact on the whole world as, as then people are rescued from this famine. So Joseph not only ends up helping his family, um, but his, you know, the whole, the whole world, that's what comes out of this reimagining. And, you know, could you even argue that was better than the original dream? I don't know. But I do think that sometimes our, our reimagined thing, uh, that ends up having more power, you know, a wider impact, a deeper effect than our original plan, our original image. Not always, I think, but sometimes. And in some ways, yeah, what we end up with is better or loads of good has come out of it or we can kind of see how it shaped and formed us and actually we wouldn't want to take away those things even if we would take away the thing that's happened and it's okay to hold those two things together even though they don't feel like they should fit that you'd still never choose to go through that thing but equally you can see what it's given you and yeah how it's shaped you. So I think those are just some quick things to pick out, I think, from, from what we can learn about Joseph's story, about reimagining. But yeah, I, I do think uh, read it f for yourself when you can. So just to summarise those points. So reimagining starts with an image. Reimagining is about accepting and making the best of where we are right now and we'll mess up and make mistakes, which is okay. And reimagining involves God bringing things this full circle, which I think can mean what we end up with is even better, or at least our perspective is, is different to the one that we had before. So I actually love the concept of reimagining so much that I have a tattoo of the word reimagine on my wrist. I've got my hoodie on so you can't see it, so there you go, you've got a picture, but I'll, yeah, if you want to see it, come, come and find me. Um, and it's fairly new, actually, because it's something that um, I've been reminded of quite recently, and it reminds me, I think, to keep reimagining when things don't work out as I'd hoped and when I face disappointments and disillusions, and I think there's certainly been a lot of those for me in the last few years, and I know they have for lots of you too. And wider than life moments and circumstances, I think this concept is actually one of the callings of progressive Christianity. So here at Oasis, we say we hold an open and progressive theology. Um, I did a talk reasonably recently on what progressive Christianity is. So if you're fairly new to that, or you don't know that term, I'd recommend that you, you dig that out and find it because it'll explain a lot about, about what we mean when we use that term progressive Christianity. But I think I've always struggled a little bit with some of the language around deconstruction when it comes to faith and reconstruction, because I think it's a bit tempting or a bit easy to just end up rebuilding something else that you, you know, a new set of fundamental beliefs that you then have to tear down at, at another point. Um, 
and yeah, if, if that's language that's worked for you, that's that's great. It's all you know, language, isn't it? I think use whatever works. But for me, it's just not quite sort of captured it. But I think this concept of reimagining, um, for me, is is just really really helpful, and is is one that I just prefer to the the sort of term of um, of reconstruction. So rather than sort of rebuilding something else to take the place of something that's gone, how can we kind of reimagine it, and how does that look slightly different? And actually, to reimagine Christian faith for this generation, for the world we find ourselves in, is so exciting. You know, to reimagine what church could look like, what leadership looks like, what worship looks like on a on a Sunday and the rest of the week. You know, what it can all look like. I think is such a fun, creative thing to be part of, and I, I resonate much more. I think with that language, which is, I think, why it's on my wrist permanently because it'll permanently be something I do. You know, whatever it, it kind of relates to, whether it's church or faith and. Um, life you know loads of stuff in, in relationship to Christianity I think hasn't worked has it you know lots of us have had those experiences ourselves so I think we need to reimagine it and I think that that's something that Jesus did you know something that you'll see Jesus saying a lot in the gospels is you have heard it said but I say and what is that if it's not this amazing reimagining of faith and what it can look like for us so I think another point I would say is that sometimes when things go wrong, we can just reject something completely, just chuck it out of our lives and go, no, that's it. And I understand that. And there might be times where you need to reject it for a bit. Um, but I think there's, again, something healthier, something better about reimagining that you get to take the best of that thing with you that you know rather than sort of chucking it away completely and that I think again is just a more creative more fun way to move forward when things maybe don't work out um yeah as we as we as we'd hoped and I think actually we see this so much in the disciples of Jesus and, and what they had to do um, and again this is a whole other talk in itself isn't it but you know they were Jews and they were expecting a Messiah you know someone to come and save them and when Jesus came and they believed he was that Messiah you know, they must have all had so many images of what that was going to look like what that was going to how that was going to play out you know Jesus overthrowing the Roman Empire like maybe becoming king and actually instead you know the person that they they loved and followed was was tortured and murdered and everything they imagined was completely over and lost and um, the bit of Easter I always love the most actually is Easter Saturday and um, you know I've heard people talking about it as like this sort of waiting time that we like wait for God to but you know it wasn't like that for them you know they had no idea that Easter Sunday was coming they just lost everything it was just that kind of devastation um, but over and over again we see them having to reimagine what it looked like and I'm pretty sure they couldn't have imagined the coming of the Holy Spirit and you know how it all I mean it's just it all just got a bit mad didn't it they had to just keep reimagining you know it, there's no way it looked like what they thought it was going to look like and so we're involved in this great tradition of reimagining you know that kind of great cloud of witnesses as the Bible describes it you know that this these people that have gone before us have always been in the the business of reimagining if you like not just our lives but our faiths too and we are in that tradition, we walk that path, we walk the Jesus way, but for each generation and in each situation, it's going to look different, and that's okay. And we need to have that courage to walk that path, to do things differently, to reshape and reform and reimagine. And finally, I think, you know, what greater act of reimagining is there than the cross? You know, what a mind-blowing, world-changing way to reimagine a brutal execution of, of this non-violent revolutionary than to actually defeat death itself and enable us to do the same. And that's the pattern that we now get to repeat and live in. And we see it, I think we see it in our lives, we see it in creation, that there's life, there's death, and then this weird mystery of resurrection where new things, new life comes out of death. 
um, yeah, a great reimagining, the greatest reimagining, and we get to be part of that and follow and carry on that pattern um, in our in our everyday lives. So yeah, Rob's going to come up in a minute and just lead us in a, in a way to to help um, yeah reflect on some of that. But maybe just while I, I finish, it might be worth just thinking about for you. You know, where where are you at with this at the moment? You know, maybe you're right in something that you thought was going to look a certain way, and actually it's not going to look like that anymore. And maybe you're just in that place of needing to just grieve and and yeah, just feel the loss of that. And that's okay. And don't worry about jumping to the next bit if just where you need to be is just to grieve that that's okay there's no rush to move past that maybe you're starting to kind of go okay maybe it isn't going to look how I thought it was going to look but maybe you just can't imagine how it is going to look and you need a bit of help with that you need God to help you with that you need others in the community to help you with that or maybe you're just seeing those little glimmers of hope maybe you're starting to see okay I can start to see this path I can just see the next step I can yeah, I don't know. And, and maybe this has nothing to do with your life experience at all, but maybe you can kind of recognise it in past experiences um, or in the experiences of those around you. Maybe there's somebody that, that, you know, maybe some of this might be helpful for that you can encourage them with um, during the week. So, yeah, have a little think about maybe where you might be um, in this sense of, of reimagining when things maybe don't work out and how reimagining is is vital to recovery from anything because it's about being able to see something different um, than what we thought might happen. You're listening to a podcast from Oasis Church Bath. To find out more about us, visit our website at www.oasisbath.org.